Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to chat some bollocks about fanny tits and bum. No topic is off the limit for these potty mouth found mums. So tell us all your secrets, we like to share the truth. About saggy tits and anal warts and ice cubes up your hoof. No, no. holes barred. <laughs> Sorry Good about that. Just full of energy and vitality and zest. There's no otherwise. way I could have stifled that one any longer. <laughs> Hello. Hi Laura. Hi. Hello Vic. Um, well, what a weekend it's been really, just in the world. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Sorry to start on such a bum note, but I really feel like, how can we not talk about it? Yeah, and I find it really odd how we have kind of undenied about that dis- like open discussion of abortion, haven't we? Because yep. we've wanted to make sure that we kind of hit the right tone with it. Yeah. And the fact that it within weeks of us yeah. talking about, about it, it it's now kind of exploded in just complete just I I just I can't I don't even have any words and if you have no. been living under a rock what we're referring to is the uh Roe versus Wade uh yeah. law is it a law it is a law yeah which has been overruled by um the Supreme Court I don't understand how it works I don't understand how those five people I know that's where have the control just go uh, yeah, you know what? Um, we don't really care what anyone else says. We're just going to do what the fuck we want. But I don't understand <laughs> how it. the president doesn't have. I I don't understand America enough. I get there's a lot of things about America I don't get. Oh, it's a dark day, man. It was a dark day. I put a post up on Saturday morning, and I was just kind of like, <laughs> well, there was one guy. There was one guy that um, he had been private messaging me asking when I was going to be posting full nudes of myself on Instagram. And then then had the fucking cheek to turn around and talk about God's word. And I I actually thought, fuck you. Are you joking? I just want to double check. Are you the same person that was uh, private messaging me asking for nudes? Oh, that's um, so funny. Because what if, did that's, he say? if that's the case, oh, he got he got really aggressive. Did very, he? very oh, aggressive. What a fucking surprise. Yeah, really um actually, you know, to the point of I was worried about the way that he was speaking about me. And I was like, wow, okay. So you're already showing the clear signs of the kind of man you are. Yeah. Um, which is not respectful of women because he was. He was like, if you want to be a baby killer, you know, all of that bullshit. Oh uh, you greasy, mulleted munter. Um, so I'm like really nice. Oh, God, what is wrong He's such a cunt. But also the, the thing that kind of came across quite a lot, which really made me cross and for me was from women, uh, was, um, no, this is just enabling each county, whatever you want to call them, or the county yeah. lines or whatever, to be able to decide on what is a legible reason to have an abortion so that people can't just use it as a, as a contraceptive. And as I replied back and said, I am yet to meet a woman, and I've met a lot of fucking women in my life, yeah. who use abortion as contraceptive. Yeah. I am yet to meet that fucking person. That is such a How fucking ignorant comeback as well. And it's like, that is not supporting women Bullshit. at all. Because regardless Bullshit. of if they're using it, because even if they are, so what? It's still their choice. Do you know what I mean? It's like at the end yeah. of the day, the bottom line is it should be down to a woman to make that decision about her own body. And also, how can we justify the fact, oh, it's the state, it's the state to make the decision, not county, it's state, to make the decision over what a woman does. So a woman has to be scrutinised by somebody that has no fucking clue of her 
circumstances. And I even saw um, something in Supreme Court where they were basically trying to work out why ectopic pregnancies yeah, that's right. were a reason for abortion. Yeah, it's because like, it's are still you a living thing. It will thick. fucking kill the woman, you <laughs> fucking cunt. Mate, oh. I've got to be so careful because it makes me so angry. Oh, right. I could scream. You know what? And it is, yeah, it was um, it's a lot to process. It's also a lot to talk about it online because of the comeback, you know. And yeah. um I was so angry on Saturday, I didn't give a shit. Yeah, it's hard because it's just it makes you vulnerable, doesn't it? Yeah, it does make you vulnerable. And I think that's probably the thing that made me so angry is I sat there, I wrote this post out, and I thought, shit, should I post this? Yeah. What, 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 why, why, as women, are we not allowed to express our upset and discomfort over the removal of women's rights? Yeah, no, I think you are, but also I think because you know, the other thing about being online is that sometimes there's this uh, expectation that you have to comment on every single fucking thing that's going on in the world, and actually. You might, I mean, I'm talking to myself now. I'm not in an emotional state to be talking about stuff like that online at the moment. Like it would be, I feel vulnerable enough with what's Mm. going on in my life to then have to then just add, like invite another layer on top of it. It's got, it's nothing to do with whether or not I care about it passionately or not. It's just that I'm like, I do, but equally, I don't think I'm quite prepared to open myself up. Yeah. In that way at the moment, do you know what I mean? And people forget that. And I but I think that's a really vulnerable, honest thing. I'm sure that you have it too. Like, you know, when anything major happens, it's like people are like, um, why haven't you talked about this yet? Do you mm. know what I mean? It's like, <sighs> um, because it, it, I haven't, like, I'm not under any sort of um obligation, like legal obligation no. to fucking share stuff from every single issue in the world. I can't do that. And also no. I am a person and have a life and have other stuff going on and blah, blah, but blah. But then I guess that's the thing about the internet. It dehumanizes people and their yeah. emotions and who they are. Yeah. And that's the most unfortunate thing about that, that, that world that we yeah. all live in, that we all live in to whatever degree, yeah. you know, we're all up for scrutiny. And um, I guess it shows this, my uh, change uh, in my mental state because I was ready. And I don't know, would I have been? Not a year ago, I wouldn't have been. I would have just not. I wouldn't have been able to have done it. But um, I felt like, yeah, well, I, I, there are things that I don't want to talk about. There are things that I can't take on because maybe I don't feel like it's the right thing for me to be able to discuss. I wouldn't give it justice, maybe. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the important thing to always remember, isn't it? Is that just because we have an online profile, it doesn't mean we have the responsibility of sharing every single fucking issue around the world because we are not a news broadcaster. Yeah. And if that's what you're looking for, then, you know, we aren't going to be able to provide that. No, exactly. Yeah. Um, I've probably lost millions of followers, by the way, just from oh, yeah, me having that rant on Saturday. But that's fine because, you know, they're not your people, are they? Not my um, people. Not my people. Including um, the guy that called me a greasy mulleted monster. What an arsehole. I can't believe it. Uh, can we just go back to the guy that also did slag us off and talk about abortion? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, What's a God. fucking turn of events? Backtracks. <laughs> backtracks. And he said, sorry. <laughs> He, he actually said sorry to us how brilliant he said of course i listened of course i listened see that's what's so funny it's like <laughs> i kind of feel like i don't really want to give him any no, more airtime so that's it hello and goodbye <laughs> if you stay you stay but we're not reading that anymore if you're shit so um but re re abortion um just i think one of the things as well that's like definitely left a lot of people feeling because I did share stuff on my, on my um, social media, but um, mm-hmm. another the general response was that we're just all feeling very helpless and probably really scared. And yeah. I think it's okay, but obviously it's okay to feel like that because it it does feel like it's a huge it's a huge thing because America is such a power force in the world. And let's not forget that abortion is already banned in like so many countries already. Yeah. But but the fact that America is so big. And such a huge powerhouse. I think that's why it feels so sort of terrifying, really, because it doesn't feel like um, it's that far away and like that that could potentially happen in the UK. Mm, Especially with Boris in fucking power. Yeah, especially with Boris and the fact that the Tories are dismantling the Human Rights Act and everything. It's, It's just a very uncertain time politically, I think. 
Yeah. And um, it, it is, it's really, it does make me feel really scared. And yeah, it does. It does. I think it makes me very scared for every female. Well, then it just becomes um, a dictatorship, doesn't it? And, and that's the bit that scares me. I think yeah. that women losing a, a right to their own body and their own decisions and their own choices. And that it doesn't matter whether it's in another country, you just feel it because you mm. just think that could be me. That could be any woman. And the problem is, is it, it is so many women right now and will go on to be utterly terrified of mm. what's about to change in what should be the land of the fucking free, unless you're female. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess the thing, the next step would be, which I was thinking is like, well, what happens now? Like surely there has to be some form of action to reverse yeah. what's been decided. To, well, to challenge fucking it, remove they? the people in Supreme fucking court. I honestly feel like there's going to be a, a revolution of some kind. And I do think that the people are going to stand up and fight because it's just like, it's enough now. You know, it's sometimes... That that sort of almost like violent protest. And I don't mean like deliberately going out and fighting because let's face it, the police were fifty percent of that. Do you know what I mean? Like, and they initiated violence as much as the protesters. Yeah, they did. Um, but what else can you do? There's a Rob read this really. I mean, I didn't read it, so I can't quote it. But he read a book about this, and it's like basically saying that the only way that proper change happens is through violence. Of like. A mass uprising. Well, it's a French Revolution, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Off with her head. That's what we need then. We need fucking French Revolution. All right, lovely. Right, tidy that one up then. See you next uh, Tuesday, girls. (laughs) Come with your pickets and your steaks. We could be cancelled just for that bit there where (laughs) we're encouraging to incite violence. (laughs) Fucking hell, can you imagine we get taken down immediately on Instagram if we were inciting violence? Jesus Christ. Can we talk about actually that very quickly? Changing the subject, my sheer frustrations over social media and how fucking ridiculous and backward it is. So on TikTok, I uploaded a video of me getting changed into different outfits and how they were all the same size. They were all fucking gross. In the changing room. In a changing room Yeah With no not, None of my body parts Showing And it got taken down For sexual solicitation I then I then argued it And said No it's not And they came back And went No you're right We're sorry We made a mistake Now the absolute Bullshit reality is I then went on To still have a Three day fucking ban On TikTok For a video violation Which wasn't violating Their fucking terms And conditions Oh for fuck's sake Oh mate I'm just like You're you And you know what There are women That are That, oh, that no, have literally got labia nothing out, mate. on Yeah I know And that's okay because they're sexual. And it's the same for men that are like inciting this idea that they're about to fuck you silly and they're topless and they've literally just got a tiny pair of pants on. That's okay, obviously. But when you look a little bit different and you are daring to kind of do the unfiltered reality of what life actually looks like, Mm. you are chastised for it. You can see why so many people kind of like feel like they can't show their bodies with confidence. I will continue to march on with my. Let's not forget body. that um, you know you think Instagram, TikTok, and social media in general. You think it's a freedom of expression is allowed. No. It's absolutely not. No. And basically, they penalise you if you do anything that goes against their standards, which are yeah. bullshit. And like you said, you know, if you fall outside of the perfection rule, and then trying to make any form of contact with them, it's like you may as well oh, go and it. get. You may as well go and get some fucking, um, what do you call it? Bloody blanket and fire in the back garden starts doing smoke signals for any chance of actually being. Like, they don't fucking, care. No, they honestly don't care. It's so. I, I just find it. I yeah. Well, social media. Don't even get me started. This has been a really bleak conversation. I know. So I think far. we need to change it. How the, the world is a dystopian, fucking How? fucked up place. It's we're all gonna burn <laughs> in hell. Happy Monday morning. <laughs> it's Tuesday though. They'll be listening to this on Tuesday. Happy Tuesday morning. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on, and let's let's provide some lightness in in okay. this darkness. Okay, let's do that then. But how was my you, weekend? Uh, yeah, how was your weekend? I thought you were going to bore us with it. Go on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, few things. Uh, had a lovely day out on Saturday. Did a big family day out. Stayed out for the whole day. It was fucking fantastic. Found an antiques like village. Where every shop was an antique shop It was bloody brilliant I don't understand how you could take your kids to that And then not kick off 
Uh, they liked it. They enjoyed it. There was there was loads of like um, there was a toy shop, so they got to choose some shitty little toys for like fifty p. It was great. I loved it. I mean, yeah. Listen, it, it didn't last long. It was like very contained. We had about forty five minutes, and then we had to get out of there before someone smashed a bottle from eighteen seventy five or something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, so we did that, and then we went to. I mean, it sounds so boring, but we went to this amazing place called Hadley Hall, which is a RHS. Gardens. Oh, okay. Laura, absolutely bloody beautiful. I loved it. I felt everyone there looked like they were so close to death because it was, you know, a a mean age of about mm, 86, I reckon. (laughs) That was a lot of mobility scooters. Lots of mobility scooters, a lot of um, purple rinses. It was beautiful. Loved it. And then yesterday we went to our first school birthday party so we've been to loads of birthday parties but it's generally been kids from nursery and um yes it was interesting so rob came with me and we took both the kids and just before he left he said oh i feel a bit weird obviously didn't pay any attention to that i was like okay great got to the um cafe it was like it was only five minutes walk down the road Got to the party and it was so hot in there, you know, and you're just like, why is that? This is ridiculous. All the kids look like they were at a illegal rave, just sweating, <laughs> having gurning, snorted loads of fucking sherbet, gurning, <laughs> <laughs> um, doing backflips. And uh, Rob just like, I looked at him and he was dripping, like he looked grey, <laughs> oh, and he was God. just sat down, like staring into the abyss. And I was like, you're all right, mate. And he actually was like, I think I've got to leave. I I just, I feel really weird. I was like, okay, just go then. So obviously this is my worst nightmare because with my social anxiety, Rob is my crux. Is that what you call him? Or crutch, whatever. One of the two. One of those. Uh, I I need him to initiate me into any sort of social situation because he is (laughs) friendly as fuck. He must he must have felt the level of pressure as well. He must have felt it. I think I looked iller than he did when he left. Because I was like, <laughs> oh my God, I gotta do talking with strangers. Because I, I, I only knew one one of the mums there, um, but she was the host. So she was busy, you know, sorting stuff out and whatever. And um, yeah, it was like, I didn't really speak to anyone. <laughs> I just just sort of stood awkwardly in the corner and just prayed to God that no one spoke to me. But equally, I was like, oh, I should go over. You know, there's also like groups of parents just sat chatting at tables and stuff. And then I was just there like a plank. Like, hello. And at one point I went over to get a bit of pizza that was on one of the tables and was like, hi. Said hello and just it came out so mental. I was like, oh god, <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> but then over and spilt someone's drinks, just like, oh fucking get me out of here. And then by that point, because I sounded like Kermit the Frog, I was like, I can't talk to them now. I'm gonna have to just go back to my corner. <laughs> The hilarious thing is, in a couple of weeks, Vic and I are going to an event. Yeah. I'm dragging her along too. Yeah, but I'll be and fine because you'll be there. You're my you're my crutch in that situation. I'm your crutch. Um, <laughs> yeah, there'll be lots of other influences there. So I just, I oh god, just... right? I've got to go to on um on Wednesday. I've got to go to the Harper Collins Authors Party oh, at the mate. V and I've got. I said, can I bring a plus one? No plus ones allowed. I was like, oh no. <laughs> Get it. I actually don't know if I can go. Then don't do it. I know, but you know, it's like one of those things in your professional life where you're like, I should really go to that. Yeah, but to the detriment of your own mental health. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going. No, there you go. <laughs> it's that commit. simple, isn't it? It's that simple. Like for your professional career or your mental health. Well, yeah. your mental health wins every time. Yeah. Boundaries, know. darling. But you know, Boundaries. it's that whole thing of like, I feel like I should go. I feel very obligated. Not obligated, but. I don't know. I'll work it out. I've got a therapy session tomorrow. You've got to work out the pros and cons. And like you said, you've got therapy tomorrow. So speak with her and say, look, I want to go because it will be yeah. an experience, but my anxiety is kind of stopping me from wanting to go. Yeah. Can we Can we just establish, is Rob okay? Oh, oh I mean, yeah. So fuck you and your anxiety. Yeah, fuck me. I was in a bad way. Rob is having a heart attack at home, but I was so, so I was worse. Anxious. I need more sympathy. No, he came home and threw up in the sink. 
Oh, has he got the sickness bug? He's got the fucking sickness bug. He's got it a week later. Fuck? I know. So every Sunday for the past three Sundays, one of us has thrown up. That's, That's nice, a very long-standing incubation period. I know, but I'm like, then I was so paranoid last night, so I necked all the charcoal, and, and then I was just. But he went to bed. Got the. I love weekends, mate, because my kids go to bed so early on the weekend. They're in bed by seven because they're knackered. Because I make sure that I run them ragged, like physically. And Edith doesn't have a nap on the weekend, so she's ready for bed at like six thirty. It's it's great. Whereas normally in the week. And it's school night. They don't go to bed till like eight, half eight, which is, that's a lot later than seven o'clock. So 7 p.m., they were both down. Um, and uh, Rob just was a dying duck. So I was literally like, get out of my sight. I can't look at you. No, I'm joking. Yeah, I would be like that. He, he didn't feel good. So he went to bed. Um, and then I was just downstairs on my own and I, I had to disinfect everything. I went mental. You know, you're like, <laughs> the germs, the germs. And then I went through this process in my head of thinking of every single thing that Rob would have touched and yeah. had to go on all the handles, on the kitchen, on the doors, everything. It was yeah. mental. Yeah. How's he feeling? How's he feeling a bit today? Manic. So he was sick again when I came up to bed. He was then like, and he was sick again. (laughs) Then after that, when it calmed down, I was like, take some charcoal. So he took some and he hasn't been sick since. Fucking charcoal, mate. Yeah, it was was an effort for him to get that down. I thought they were going to shoot back out his throat, but (laughs) we were all right. We were all right. Um, And now he's okay. He just feels like absolutely knackered because he's been up most of the night just feeling nauseous. Yeah. So he's in bed now. Oh, poor Poppet. I know. I know, but you know, it's like I had to do both the school runs this morning at nursery and, and they're in like opposite directions. So it's, it's an hour round trip. It fucking takes so long. But he did that every day last week because he had quite a few days off work, which was just so lovely for me not to do it. But then this morning, even though I've only had to do it like once in forever, I was so furious. I was like, you fucking selfish cat. Fucking unbelievable. I've got such double standards. It's insane. <laughs> uh, but I do more childcare all rounds. Come on. It's fine. It's fine. Anyway, how was your weekend? It was all right. <laughs> Good. <laughs> it was all right. Yeah. I went to a birthday party yesterday. My kids are not particularly great at social settings, so Steve and I um, joined in and we took part in all the activities. It was great. You know, and we, Steve you, and I started roughhousing on the inflatables. Um, <laughs> you said that before we came and recorded, so we had a quick chat, as always. And um, mine are saying, like, I, you know, I don't understand how these other kids, just the parents just pay no attention to them at all and the kids are off playing and they very rarely go back to their parents, whereas mine are, like, stuck to me like glue. What does that mean? I, well, I sometimes worry that it says a lot about my background. I know. I do really, because I feel like, shit, they're not secure enough to go off in themselves to be able to go off in, and be confident like these other kids. And it, honestly, it really has made me like feel bad. It's made me question whether I'm doing the right thing because I think, oh my God, like, yeah, you know, and don't get me wrong, sometimes they do, but. It, uh, Elliot's always needed uh, time to warm up. I'm always conflicted about whether it's a, it says a, it's a good thing about me or a terrible thing about but me. But then you know, I just think, well, look at me in social situations. You know, I can't. I've never been. I've never enjoyed them. Mate, I don't like think that. that's a compliment to my kids. No, but what I'm saying is that you know, it's like it's a, it is some some people are just like that. Yeah. You know, I am an introvert in that way until I feel comfortable enough to not be. Yeah, um, I used to be. I used to be, off. but I think I've kind of like forced myself out of that, and I think that I. Um, I don't think you're an introvert at all. No, no, I, I've no, seen I you used in, to like, be. You're so good in social situations. You're just very. Like, I used. Oh my hi. god, mate! I used to be horrific. That awkward person, and Elliot has it now, and it it hurts. It hurts me to see it because I'm like, oh, Elliot, yeah, oh, I, 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 it kills me because I want everyone to accept and love him the way that we accept and love him and his yeah. little quirks and stuff. And when I see him in social situations when he's trying to be cool and fit in, and it's like, oh, I can't, I can't describe how much it, I feel. Mate. That's what I felt yesterday because it's the first time I've seen Oliver with his like school friends and he's had a really hard time socially at school, especially in the first few months. Um, It's definitely improved, but um, you know, school describe him as like a quiet child who keeps himself to himself and like he will play in one-to-one situations. He plays, you know, he loves that, but in a bigger group, he finds it really hard. So yesterday it was just interesting to watch him and how he interacted with, 
those kids that are in his class. And it it was so like, oh, it's that whole thing about Elliot going to secondary school as well. And you're just wanting people to understand him and all the rest of it. And mm-hmm. I, I know like he is, he is a bit, he's a bit quirky too, Oliver. Yeah. And um, I could see it like it, got, uh, you know, he struggled. But oh, it's horrible. And there were some kids that like totally dismissed him. Yeah, I hate it. That's like what that. happens. And it, and it, and it, it I'm, feels I so, always want to grab so him while I'm and go, my boy is a lovely boy. Love him. Love him. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. And it is really it's so hard. hard to watch it. It's yeah. so hard to watch it. And I mean, out of the two of them, he's definitely the one that's more forward. And obviously they were his school friends. So he was going off and he was really cute at one point. He he took Edith's hand and he was like, come on, I want to, yeah. I want you to meet everyone. And he went around to the whole room oh, and sh- said to everyone, this is my sister, Edith. Edith oh my God. That she will cling to me. Yeah. And um, I've got to be in her eye line at the, all the time. Whereas Oliver will go off and do his own thing and then come, but he comes back periodically just to check in. But yeah, seeing that was... Right, so that's, that's the exact same situation with my two as well. That's yeah. the same kind of uh, get up. And it was the same thing yesterday. Um, you know, Steve and I are blown out of our asses, to be honest with you. It's not often that we have to do an assault course on a inflatable. <laughs> and there were a couple of times when I thought I nearly broke my ankle because I slid oh down and tried God. to stand up. My ankle rolled and I fell clean off it. And I was just like, I was really, I was, I was struggling. Yeah. And so I, Steve and I were like, can we please just sit down? Like, <laughs> There's fucking five, six, seven, eight-year-olds, and then there's a nearly 40-year-old and 38-year-old <laughs> overweight woman trying to get over this assault course. And uh, Elliot was like, come on, mate, let's go together. And then they were going around together. And it's those moments where you see kids together and you're like, oh, my God, I just love them so much. Yeah, I know. And yeah. then roll on this morning. I was like, get to school! <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, right. oh, the complexities of parenthood. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good day. I I've got a voice note. Oh, lovely! Let's replay it. Yes, I don't know what it is. It's just one. I always what? feel like I wonder if it's enough. Yeah, or if it's yes. just really me. But let, we'll find out. Oh, let's find out. Either way, that's exciting. Good morning, my favourite twats. <laughs> um, on your last podcast, you said you liked Australian accent, so here's a rough and ready morning voice for you. Um, <laughs> It's more of a request than a story or anything. Um, I was wondering if Lilo, your doula makers, can perhaps make one that's like super quiet or on a frequency that dogs can't hear because it's quite off-putting to um, have a wank with a 26-kilo Labradoodle standing over your crotch wondering what the fuck (laughs) is happening. (laughs) So, yeah, okay, have a great day, guys. (laughs) <laughs> that's fucking amazing uh, we've she had managed to encompass so much in that very uh, short time is that whole thing about wanking in front of your pets <laughs> i can't do it i can't do it i try i went to the other day uh and i didn't realize that one of the dogs was in the room and then when i established they were i was like out 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 out, out. you've got to get out you cannot be here you i'm a bit prudish it turns out when it comes to my dogs well, yeah, I mean, you know, they're part of the family, so... I just worry that I'll psychologically scar them. But they don't have any context or reference about the meaning of what you're doing. So It feels like I'd be doing it in front of my children, and that just feels really wrong. Yeah, that, well, that I mean, obviously, on every level, it's highly illegal. <laughs> and as soon as I said it, I thought, I really wish I hadn't said that, because now I feel like I've got over-justified the fact that I've never done it in front of my kids. I can't even do it in front of my pets, mate, let alone my kids. <laughs> Oh God, I can imagine as well. Willow would just really ruin the vibes. She would. She so, would work. You know, he would try and fucking it. swipe it out of my hand. No doubt. <laughs> Run off of it. <laughs> it is quite. It's not that noisy, the Lilo, though, is it? it, it mine has got quite noisy recently. Really? <laughs> it's you to trade it in for a, a new, a newer model, a newer, oh, fresher model. I've got. Yeah. I think I need to do that to mine as well. Mine definitely yeah. feels like it's on its last legs. 
Yeah, mine just, it's just all of a sudden, it sounds very jarring. You yeah, know? I know what you mean. It does sound like a plug. As soon as you turn it on, it sounds like a plug draining, doesn't it? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe because I've got it on the highest <laughs> fucking setting. <laughs> so, we were t- I was talking about, you know, the other day, my friend was here um, with her partner and Rob was obviously here as well having a barbecue. I can't remember what we said. And then I just went, no, 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 no. She was like, yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's the one. It is. No, 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 such a wonderful product and you know what guys you can buy it at www.noholesbarpodcast.com oh, um shall i see if we've got a little story on the old emails then can i just very quickly say uh we've actually had a message uh which would tie in quite nicely with the beginning of our podcast and our rant um just listen to your podcast. I would highly recommend reading Invisible Woman if you haven't already. Actual data that shows women live in a world designed by men for men. Absolutely infuriating. I mean, yeah, I don't know if it would be a good idea for me to read that because I might oh, go yeah, on some definitely. type of like horrific, you know, streak of harm. <laughs> streak of harm. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Oh, what about inciting violence here? So that's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's just uh, let's just encourage that. Oh, we have a voice note. Oh, we've got a voice note. It's about the dilemma of contraception. Should we talk about that one? Yeah. Why the fuck, mate? It's no holes fucking bad. It's no whole fucking bad. Hi. So I thought a good topic would be um, periods and contraception. Um, I'm 35, and I have been on the I think the combined pill. Since I was 16, I've been with my partner for 10 years and obviously we're not in the honeymoon period anymore. So we'll probably have sex maybe two or three times a month, which is pretty, in in my opinion, I feel bad that he's not getting it as much. But at the same time, having listened to you girls and the right and wrong of it is that there isn't one. Um, I feel bad for him, but at the same time, if I can't be asked and you're not asking for it, then why should I put the effort in? But that's another story. I am now at the point, well, if I'm going to get it, I want to get it. I want to be able to just have it. But I also don't want to be pumping contraception into my body unnecessarily for months and months. And I'm terrible at giving myself a break because I think, oh, well, it's coming up to the weekend or we're going on holiday. I'll just continue another packet. I will do two, three, four, five packets at a time before I give my body a break. And this has been quite a continuous thing for me. And it's kind of got to the point where my periods are now not, they come when I allow them to turn up, but they're, I haven't used any sanitary products for probably about a year because there's basically no period. There's no leakage. There's no, it's just, sorry for this word. It's just gloop. And we love it. That's not the worst word, mate. It's gross. (laughs) However, I have recently looked at something called natural cycles. It just popped up on my Instagram feed and I thought, ah, let me look into it. So I've literally been looking into it for about three days. I'm now at the point where I'm totally confused that, one, because I, when I started my period, I went straight on the pill. I've never had a period without the pill. So I don't know what my period is going to be like. I don't know if it's going to be really heavy. I don't know if it's going to really hurt. I don't know uh, how I'm going to feel. I don't know if it's going to affect my skin my mood anything like that and I am uh, a proper negative Nelly all of the time I'm a very emotional person and I don't know what it's going to do so it freaks me out that side of it but also the other side is that am I going to worry when I have sex obviously there's condoms and things like that that you can use and would 100% probably use that. But obviously, having been in a relationship all of this time, it's not something that is a go-to thing for us. Um, So I was just wondering on your opinion of this and what 
your thoughts are, what you use, what the general consensus is as to how people feel about what they use, how they use it and what they're putting into their body. So Laura, thoughts on that then? Uh, So for me personally, I went on the pill at 17. I took it and then I'd have a break, but obviously it was never a real period. It was just like the lining of my womb basically coming away. There was no egg ovulation or anything like that. Yeah. Cause that's what, that's what the pill does. It is. Yeah. Like it stops the ovulation. Synthetic period basically what you're having. It's not. Yeah. As it would be if you weren't on the pill. Yeah. So I, I took that at 17 and I stayed on it until I wanted to have Elliot and then I came off of it. So that was at 26 And then I went back on it and then a year before I fell with Toby, I went, I came off of it and we practiced safe sex. We were probably pretty much um, not having sex at all, to be honest. And that's how we practice safe sex. And then I never went back on it again. And Steve had a vasectomy. So like, that's how we practice safe sex. Uh, Steve can't (laughs) impregnate me (laughs) anymore. Um, So similar sort of, you know, contraceptive history. But um, I went on the pill when I was about 15, I think. And I was on and off it until I was 30. Um, But I did have many breaks in that time. So I've always pretty much had a long-term boyfriend as well in that Mm. period of time. Like, obviously, there's been little gaps and whatever. Um, And I found that the pill didn't necessarily always suit me Mm -hmm. emotionally because, obviously, you know, it's synthetic hormones that you're putting into your body and they are still the hormones that we produce naturally so you can still have the same side effects of those hormones that you would have if they're natural but yeah I I I found um a lot of the time I would just have really bad mood swings terrible mood swings that was the thing that I think stood out the most was like it would make me depressed not all of them I did find one or two that were all right um but because of that reason, I didn't really want to be on it that often. But equally, I was, you know, same as this lady. I was in a long-term relationship and I, I didn't want to use condoms. And yeah. I think that's the thing. I mean, you know, it's, oh God, it's just so hard, isn't it? Because when you're in the moment, even though you know logically. I know, oh, I should use but we, we've all done it. Fuck knows we've all done it. They're not for everyone, but I think for a lot of people, they are um, a big part of their, you know, contraceptive yeah, uh, usage. But then there's also other things like the diaphragm as well. Isn't there? Oh yeah. Which is okay. What you so, use. Would you like to know about all the things that I've stuck up my vagina? <laughs> um, so I don't really think you can get a diaphragm anymore. But I had a diaphragm for a while, um, which was environmental. So fucking yeah. Like they because, are mental. Like, sh- surely that's so much fucking harder to like position than a condom. Yeah, but you can't. You can put it in a little bit in advance. So if um. you kind of know, you know, like oh, I'm in the mold. You can put it in and is I think um I mean they don't I don't even think you can get them anymore. I think they've they've been made redundant. Um but you have to cover it in the spermicide and then whack it out there and then leave it up there for I don't know 12 hours I think it was after you've had sex. So yeah. I used that for a while. Um I've had the coil twice. Really? Had, How yeah. was that? So the first time I had it um it was before I had kids and they do say that it's more painful to have it inserted before children because your uterus is like a tight little you know bean then yeah. it's like and now it's like a fucking fucking whale. <laughs> so the first time I had it it was it was quite painful the the procedure but it wasn't like major it was just quite painful but then actually for the first 24 hours afterwards I was in really bad pain like I had really bad cramps it was like it was obviously trying to reject it yeah it's like why if you put a metal toothpick inside me you bitch <laughs> so my body was like get it out but um again it didn't really suit me um I've also tried the natural cycle that she's talking about yeah and um you know what if you actually stick to it it does work, but you have to um, pretty much track your cycle for three months before you even can rely on it as a contraceptive right. me- um, method. The problem for me is I I wouldn't be able to abstain from sex during ovulation. Well, no, but you, then if you're going, I guess to that's when that, you use your contraception. You use condom. Just use a condom, yeah. and it will. You know, it's temporary. Um, yeah. Because P.S. That's how I got pregnant with Rob. That's when I had my abortion. With was, Rob. 
with Rob when I was using the natural cycle thing and I was only in month two of using oh, the natural cycle. And you hadn't so figured it out. Hadn't figured it out. And, you know, obviously if you've been on the pill for a long time, especially that lady's been on it for a mm. very long time, when she comes off it, her body will probably go a bit nuts, I think. Yeah. It's going to need, it's going to need some time to level out for sure. Yeah. If I was her, I would want to come off it. Yeah. Because I would feel like that's a very long period of my life where I've been on something artificial, like an artificial hormone. Um, and I think I would want to give my body a break. And that's kind of why I came on and off it. I don't know if that's the best medical advice to come off on, on, on it. I was literally just about to say, I don't know whether actually the piece of advice we should give is, I think you should speak to a professional. Yeah, you know, it's all well and good speaking to your girlfriends and asking advice, but in actual fact, you know, to be able to provide um, a accurate way for you to come off of it, because it could be that you're not meant to just stop yeah. in one go uh, because you've been on it for so long. It, I don't know. And I, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to ever give a piece of advice that could potentially actually make you then go fucking hell. That was a terrible idea. Yeah. I personally agree with you, Vic. I think she yeah. does need to come off of it. Uh, to have a break because that's a, it is a long time to be on something synthetic and it works for lots of people there's no denying that whatsoever me personally I was very stable on um contraceptives I didn't have any peaks in my mood if anything it just worked for me perfectly I didn't change I kind of stayed solidly on the same brand I think I might have had one change yeah um and it just worked really well so yeah. I have a different experience than you. And I just, I don't know, would a GP even be able to give the correct kind of information? I'm not sure, but I, I really think you should, you should book in to speak to a sexual health nurse or somebody. Yeah, I would say definitely take a break. But if she wants to do the natural cycle thing, it is actually really, it's got a high, you know, efficiency rate in terms of protecting you from pregnancy, but you have to understand your cycle. And yeah. it's a commitment because you have to take your basal body temperature every day, a bit like when you're trying to conceive, like it's the sort of the similar thing. In fact, it's exactly the same thing, but instead of trying to work out when you want to become pregnant, you're trying to find out when you don't want to become pregnant. And yeah. in fact, in your cycle, um, there's no such thing really as an average cycle because every single person does differ, but they've got us on this 28 day cycle. Apparently that's all bullshit. This is from some of the books. Cause I have read a couple of books about periods, which I'll mention on here. And um, that were really helpful, especially for tracking your natural cycle. Um, everything you need to know about fertility is one of them. That's okay. what it's called. And it, it's basically the first half of the book is how to use this natural tracking if you don't want to become pregnant. And the second half of the book is how to use it if you do want to become pregnant. And that's how I got pregnant with Edith reading that right. book. And any, I recommended it to three of my friends. All of them got pregnant within a month of using that book. Obviously, you want the role reversal of that. So yeah, the point is it role, works effectively, whichever exactly. way you, yeah, whichever but way you, know, you do like, it. In, in a month, in, in your cycle, and you'll work out how many days that is. Some people have got a short one, some people have got a long one. Mine's really long. Mine's 32 days, which yeah, is Yeah, mine is, mine's a bit different. Mine is different, dependent, like, um, so like last year, and, and I haven't been on contraceptives for like seven years now, but last year when I had my breakdown, my periods went... I think I was in such crisis mode that my body stopped ovulating. Yeah, that's cortisol, isn't it? Yeah, so I was just bleeding very lightly every two weeks and I wasn't having a proper period. So my periods have been a bit fucked up. And then like uh, mine haven't, mine are regular now, but that really fucked my cycle. And it took, yeah. I'm going to say a good nine months to stabilize, Yeah, um, if not more. And you think that was just me having a mental health crisis that wasn't me removing something from my body yeah. of a form of medication I would almost recommend her maybe potentially thinking about seeking therapy about her um like views on letting people down and you know letting her partner down even though that's not her partner like just her view on herself and why she stayed on this has she stayed on this for her mm. or has she stayed on this for the fear of you know, letting him down by not letting him down. Which is, like, I, I get that she said that's not him, that's her, but that's quite a sad, quite a sad sort of thing for her to feel about herself. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, the whole thing about she has sex three times a month and that seems quite good. Well, <laughs> I have not had sex since February. <laughs> <laughs> 
Where are we now? Nearly July. Yeah, but you're, you're just going, you're just going, you know, at your own space. Five months. I it's like to okay. have it once every five months. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are, I'm getting to that point now. Where I'm like, I'm going, I have to have sex soon because, you know. You're getting the, <laughs> I ain't cutting I'm not it. doing it. I need some penal <laughs> penetration. Thank you very much, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, round up. I think go and speak to somebody that is much more qualified than us. Someone at a family planning. Someone center. at family planning, and just kind of discuss your options about the fact that you do want to come off because you know that you've been on it for a long time, but you're concerned about X, Y, and Z. And then you know, like Vic said, look at the natural cycle book. Yeah, but um, make sure that you do it and track track your cycle for at least three months before you even you know attempt to have unprotected sex. And you know what? If it's three months of using condoms so that you don't yeah, fall fine. pregnant and That's you it. fall into that rhythm, then it's kind of I mean, worth look, that's it. only Any nine times that's nine times uh, that you're going to have sex in that three months so yeah that's only nine condoms <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's one pack isn't it exactly <laughs> uh, so i have got a wee story for you oh yeah let's liven things up a bit we have it's been a, a pretty serious podcast yeah, i think this we week, need to uh, I met up with someone for an afternoon date. One thing led to another and we ended up having some very hot sweaty sex afterwards I had to have a quick shower at his as I was going straight back to pick up my kid from school. I (laughs) I love it. I explained this to him and went into his ensuite. I glanced at the loo and saw, oh yeah, I thought I should probably have a pee as I've just had sex. But I was in a hurry and didn't really want him to hear me peeing. So I thought I would pee in the shower. I jumped in and was about to relieve myself when he appeared in the bathroom with me and got into the shower. Oh no! I don't know how I did it, but I held into my I held onto my pee for the entire shower and then drove to school and then home. Oh my god! I would have pissed in the shower. No, you know what though? That's really good practice for her pelvic floor because no, my actually pelvic floor would not have maintained that. Like there was something that I read that was like a way to help sort of train your pelvic floor or just put it to work. Is say like you really need to piss, but then you get home. And then sometimes it just happens. Then you're like, oh, I don't really need to piss as much as I did 10 minutes ago, but just to hold on to it for a little bit and then go in. Um, no, you, you said that. And you said about that at nighttime about um, activating your pelvic floor. Yeah. And I do that. It works. Yeah. There you go then. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm like a medical expert. <laughs> <laughs> you're all about the vagina and I'm all about the bum. And so the question is, do you piss in the shower? That's the question. That's yes. Out of that. Yeah. Same. <laughs> Oh yeah, I wouldn't shit in the shower like obviously others would. Oh, like the old waffle, the waffle stomper. Yeah, I I piss in the shower. I piss in the bath. Do you piss in the bath? I, I haven't recently, but I have done before. Yeah, yeah. I don't. The shower's you know I mean? fine. I just think it's urine in water. Yeah, you and it's get getting in flushed a swimming away. pool, and that swimming pool is effectively seventy-five percent someone else's piss. Yeah, warmed up for you. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, like, the kills it, doesn't it? He was like, "Mum, does it does it really turn the uh, the pool purple?" I went, "If it did, the whole pool would be purple, mate." I was like, yeah. "Babies wee in pools." I was like, "It's impossible for." Although I did see a TikTok of this poor woman, she was in like a rubber ring thing in the swimming pool, and then all of a sudden, this massive purple cloud. <laughs> From in between the legs because it, oh my it God. was true. It was true in that pool. And she was like, oh, oh, trying to swim oh away. My God. It's so funny. I'll have to find it. We can put that on the nose hole. Oh, can you fucking imagine? That's a question. I think we should need to do a poll about pissing in the shower because some people are so outraged by it. I'm like, it's no big deal, man. It's just going to go down the same place. Yeah. And don't worry and you're about washing it. it but away, you... to wipe. Think of the toilet paper not having to be flushed away. True, and it's cleaner because you're washing your mince straw away. Um, yeah. Do you allow Steve to see you pissing in the shower? Yeah, I wouldn't even. I, but I wouldn't even note it. Yeah, I would just piss in the shower. Unfortunately, I because um, <laughs> I take B vitamins. Some some one of my B vitamins in the morning. Yeah. It makes my piss uh, look like battery acid. Yeah. It's, so yeah, I think it's B12. Mine's like is that. It B12? It's mental, yeah. isn't it? It's like fucking sunny day. Sunny day. <laughs> I wonder why we don't have that anymore. And then Rob's like, "Why are you? Why have you spilled a glass of sunny day in the shower? <laughs> Did you bring orange juice in with you? <laughs> I don't think he's ever seen me piss in the shower. He's generally not in there when I'm when I'm showering though. No, Steve will sometimes come in to look at my boobs and then he'll leave. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. If Rob looks at me when I'm naked, I'm like, oh, stop looking at me. Which may explain why we haven't had sex since 
I was like, fucking hell, Vic. He's like, I wasn't even looking at your boobs. Oh, <laughs> I was looking at your feet, actually. Oh, well, you know, dear. he's, I mean, he's home right now. Granted, he's had a horrific I'm not going near bug. him. I do not want <laughs> my vagina to catch some sort of weird, sick disease. Thank you very and much. And also, like, there's nothing worse than going to kiss them when you know they've been sick. I don't I know. know why. I heard it. He was doing, like, the exorcist projectile vomiting oh, last mate. night. Oh, mate. Oliver came out of his room and was like, what was that noise? It's just your dad spewing up his guts. Go back to bed, you little shitbag. <laughs> Leave me in peace. I think he's bed two hours earlier than normal, but get back in your bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, well, oh. we we wish uh, everyone at No Hosbard wishes Rob a speedy recovery. Yeah. Oh, well, I said to him, I was like, oh, well, you're yeah. home, so you can paint the fence then. <laughs> Poor prick. <laughs> but when I was sick, I was decorating the, the, the bloody uh, living room, wasn't I? But yeah, I've got to remember, my standards and his standards are two very different things. Yeah, I think my standards and your standards are two very different things. I know. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty much a Tory, basically. No. <laughs> no that, not. that would not work. Never will be. That would never, never will be. Down with the Tories. Revolution! Yay! Yay! Oh, oh. with their heads! <laughs> We're joking. We are, we are joking, joking, sort of. A little bit. Uh, okay, so we will see you next week. But before we go, don't we forget. Know, and, and also, this week has been a bit heavy. We're sorry, guys. It's just the world. And we, we can't is. always be hilarious and lighthearted, can we? But we're, we're all right with um, good people at the end of the day. You know, we're affected women. by the world. Who just want to talk about the realities and complications of life. Yeah. yeah. And how it does feel like. There's so much pitted us against us. It's just a constant fight, isn't it? It's just a constant fight. Um, all right, yeah. So if you want to send us a story or an agony on or a voice note, anything like that, you can email us at noholdswellpodcast at gmail.com. Or what else can they do, Laura? They can head on over to our Instagram page at noholdsbardpodcast and they can send us a DM. Um, it's been a I've loved this week, to be honest, because you know, I always Please. like having conversations about these things with you. We can just it's important to have deep natter, 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 and gnaw each other's ears off, couldn't we? Yeah. Um, and thanks for that period question. That was a really interesting one. Yeah. And uh, lots to think about, lots to reflect lots to on, about, lots yeah. to think about. Well, you know what? I tend to find when we bring up subjects that we've never really, oh, my, my ear just fell out. Not my whole ear, just the earpiece. <laughs> <laughs> that would be weird. Uh, whenever we bring up subjects that aren't often regularly talked about because of the heavy shame that kind of sits around them, I find that we have a big influx of people going, thank you so much for talking about that. So we'll say in advance, you're fucking welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Right, see you cunts next Tuesday. I feel like we've got someone else to say. We have. Hang on. What? Take that back. Oh, sorry. Please continue to uh, rate our podcast. You oh, can do it. it on Spotify. You can do it on Apple um, and all the other podcasting platforms. It does make a massive impact to us. And we are so, so grateful because we fucking love what we do. And we love the audience that we have. And we would love to have more of you. Because we're selfish and greedy like that. <laughs> <laughs> See you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.